once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour. Brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart of evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California. Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. And this week's very special guest, Miranda of Miranda Tarot on Instagram from Minneapolis, Minnesota, bringing us the topic of bringing back prosperity. Together, they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Ms. Kat? Hi, thank you, Evan. I hope things are well with you today. Yes, they are. Excellent. And I hope they're well with you as well. Yes, I've been having um, uh, a lot of fun working on books and um, just getting ready for the festival that's coming up in uh, September. I just heard today from Deacon Millett that the postcards for the annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival are about ready to go to press, and we'll be having those real soon to ship out in all of the Lucky Mojo packages that we send around the country and around the world because this is a virtual festival and anyone can log in from anywhere if they just pay the ticket price. And um, just to let folks know, uh, as we always do, we have an early bird special for tickets for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, and with those tickets you will get a box in the mail, the goodie box. It's a priority mailbox. It will be filled with stuff. If you are in a foreign country, we'll have to figure out how you want that done. You're either going to have to pay a lot for shipping, maybe pay for customs, whatever, or you can just um, not get the goodie box. But um, the goodie boxes always sell out before the last ticket sells out. So um, we have an early bird special, and if you sign up now for your tickets, it's uh, $280 for the two days of workshops and the goodie box. And the goodie box contains about $100 worth retail value of products which are used in the workshops. In other words, it's not just gifts and little things you get. It's things you're going to actually make things with while you are watching the workshops. So um, that price holds good until um, the summer solstice, which is uh, June 21st. And then the price will go to regular price, 290 and you'll still be able to get the box, the goodie box, as long as we have them. But when they're gone, they're gone. We cannot make any more. We're making 225 goodie boxes, and that is it. So sign up now. You can save money and be sure you'll get the goodie box. Then um, after uh, August 2nd, the, um, the price goes to gate price. 
and that'll be $300. And there may be goodie boxes, and there very well may not be. So we urge everybody, sign up soon. And um, uh, there's going to be a lot of professional people hanging out in the chat logs and chat rooms of the festival because all members of AIR have been comped copies of the of the password, so they're all going to be there. So this is your chance to meet with members of the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. Even those who are not going to be teaching classes will be there. And, of course, those who are teaching classes will be there as well. There's also a whole reader's tent, virtual, and uh, you can sign up for readings in between the workshops. There, um, You can go to a side chat, with your um, reader and get a reading. And there are dozens of people available for readings. Readings are being organized by our good friends at Hoodoo Psychics. So the entire festival is under the auspices of AIR, Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, as always, under the auspices of the AISC, Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, nonprofit organization. So... The committee that's putting together the festival um, consists of Ms. Robin, uh, Lady Muse, and Deacon Mellon. So see them. Uh, you can hit them up in Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, however you connect with them, email, telephone, whatever. If you have any questions about the festival, um, I'm just simply uh, one of the presenters. <clears throat> I'm going to be there. And... Um, I'm going to be presenting a workshop on down-home sex magic and uh, working on a bunch of other things. Evan, who you just heard, he's going to be presenting uh, Deacon Millet um, book, and he's going to present his own workshop. But he's also anybody who uh, signs up will get a copy of Deacon Millet's revised version of a very wonderful old book on astrology in full color as an e-book. If you Manage to snag one of the goodie boxes, you'll get some regular paper books, the kinds we publish, Down Home Sex Magic, Terrors of the Evil Eye Exposed, which uh, Dr. Jeremy Weiss is writing with me, and based on the Henri Gamache book from 1940s. And then uh, Papa G, uh, a.k.a. Gregory Lee White, who co-wrote um, the book Stranger in the Cup, uh, with me, we are now co-writing together how to use amulets, uh, charms, and, ca- and talismans in the Hoodoo and Conjure tradition. And that is a heavily illustrated book, and Papa G is in the chat right now, and he said he's working Photoshop <laughs> while listening to the show. So shout out to Papa G. He is um, working on illustrations, he says right there in the chat room. I'm working on illustrations this moment, and he is... Um, really good he's he's his skill set is amazing so that is what i've been up to this week and uh, if you are following me on patreon and are one of my patrons you will be seeing advanced pages from these three books that i've been working on and a few pages every week from each book and i'm just busting it out, just writing, 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 late into the night, every night. And it's going to be a wonderful set of books. Every year we bring these books out for the festival, and this is no exception. So that's my job. 
his writing, editing, and uh, collaborating with um, Jeremy and with Gregory, and um, and checking in with Deacon Millen and the committee. <laughs> so, um, and other people are going to be distributing those postcards as well. If you purchase, for instance, from um, Aroma G, Papa G's Botanica, you'll get one of the postcards. These are collectible postcards, folks. They're really cute. I know people who have been collecting the uh, Hoodoo Heritage Festival postcards the way people collect, you know, club cards and rock posters. So be sure you get your postcard if you don't even get into the festival. That's it for me. I guess that's it. How are you doing today, Conjurman Ollie? I am doing well. I was actually just looking through my outline for the workshop a little bit earlier today, just in advance, as I'm preparing the video and preparing the flyers. I like doing things in advance. I'm very organized mm-hmm. that way. But Torian sense that. So I'm very much looking mm-hmm. forward to the workshops. I love the idea of us all getting together virtually from around the world and sharing the collective wisdom and learning from one another. So that's going to be very, very exciting. Um, otherwise, I've been busy as usual. I've just opened up my uh, readings for June, and they basically all booked up. I only have two or three slots, I think, left. Um, otherwise, they kind of went by really fast. I opened them up earlier in the week, and they just <laughs> people were waiting to pounce on them a little bit. So if you're looking for for a reading, I only have two slots left. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till July. I'm so sorry about that. It's just <laughs> busyness. It is what it is, right? I try to open up as many slots. Yeah, I try to open up as many slots as I can, but you know, (laughs) there's only so many hours in a day. And with summer coming on, I'm hoping to maybe take on a couple more readings than usual, but that hasn't panned out yet. So far, I've been looking at my schedule, and it is as booked as earlier months as it was before. So we'll see. Other than that, I've been doing quite well. Like I said uh, last week. I really had a long, long kind of stretch of love client work, which has been quite fun to do, um, particularly if anyone kind of follows the, the, the weather, the astrological weather with uh, Venus's movements from both from Taurus and now into Gemini. It's been a really nice time to do love magic work, uh, do some nice talismanic work. did some really interesting work for client um, and I prescribed once again my famous love uncrossing bath with milk and honey and rue and rose petals. So we'll see how that turns out for this client. This poor person has not had a date in three years, she says. Three years, no date whatsoever. Um, so we'll wow. see if, if, they, if the milk and honey bath will come through for us. I'll keep you all updated in that regard. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, uh, in the chat room, um, uh, Cousin Joshua reminded me that I forgot to mention I also had a birthday this last week. Yes, you forgot did. Forgot to catch you up on, on off of that. I, I turned 74, and, um, yeah, and Tony yeah. I uh, reminds me that that means that the last time he and I met in person was three years ago. First time and last time we met in person was three years ago. So it's been a while, folks. Um, and, um, you know, we're all uh, been through this pandemic. It's been very strange. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, But we're all getting back to normal. We'll get back to normal. So it's two um, birthdays in lockdown, right? Two birthdays yeah, in lockdown. Yeah, 
Because yeah, last May we were they've... in lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Well, I'm I'm technically now out of lockdown, but I'm not going out. I, you know what? I just don't. Uh, I just don't feel it. I'm waiting. You know, yeah. so many people. I, I don't know. Just whatever. I'm enjoying it the way it is. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's what it is. I feel the same is. way about the. I feel the same way about the masks and how they said like you can you can if you're fully vaccinated you don't have to wear your mask. But I'm telling you, I'm yeah. gonna wear that mask for a few more months still. Just. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, why? Yeah, yeah. Why, why be one of those so-called breakthrough cases? No point exactly. in it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I also um, have to say that uh, finally, uh, Lucky Mojo has finally, finally, finally got another employee. We have been through, you know, attrition, and then you know nobody wants to be hired, but we have hired somebody, and she starts. Um, uh, Monday, and yay, we will see. So we'll 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 report back on that uh, when it happens. And um, so um, it's about it. I I guess I have um, another thing I wanted to say about readings too, because I was sort of chiming in with you. I have um, canceled all bookings through Bookio. The only readings I'm doing right now are on Saturdays through Hoodoo Psychics. So mm. uh, if you want me, um, check it out. I'm on Hoodoo Psychics from 1 until the phone stops ringing, you know, around 7 or so. I was on from 1 to 5, but the phone just kept on ringing, so I just kept on staying on. <laughs> All right. Sometimes, some Saturdays I've been on now till 8. Um, but if I go 15 minutes with no ring, I go get my dinner. Okay, so that's it. So, um, and I'm I'm trying to keep it um, real quick for people. I know that Hoodoo Psychics is a significant uh, cost. So, but I I'm very respectful of that. I will read your cards fast. I will not chat as long as I'm chatting here. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a wonderful guest um, today. I want to bring on uh, Miranda. So, um, Miss Miranda Tarot, say hello. Hi. Can you guys hear me all right? We can. Welcome. Yay. Thank you. (laughs) Appreciate it. Very Um, happy to be here. It's a good topic today. So, Miss Miranda has been on the show before. And has um, and, and the response was very 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 good, and of course people always say, well, why do you have on people who aren't members of Air? Hey, why not? You know, we we like to have a good reader. A good reader is a good reader, and um, I still, you know, I put my little fingers up in the air and and wave them a little bit. Hey, how about joining Air, Miss Miranda? You know, maybe maybe it'll happen. Um, as soon as I get through the course, as soon as I get through the course, you got to get through the course. As soon as I get through the course, yep. Well, I know you're a good reader, and I know you you know the work. Um, so tell us what's been new in your life, and then we'll get to our topic. Well, um, well, I was lucky enough to have brunch today with Doc Murphy. Um, she and I have been able to hang out since been vaccinated and is fully inoculated. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's. It's springtime officially here in Minnesota, and everyone is losing their minds. I would say that there is mm-hmm. a, I'm going to steal a, a phrase from a friend, but there's a collective shell emergence that has happened mm-hmm. in a bigger way than ever before because of this pandemic. Um, I've mm-hmm. never had a busier social calendar, and I can't believe how many readings I can't get to. So it's, mm-hmm. been, it's good. It's really good. 
that people are ready yeah. to mingle and and talk and do new things. And also there's this huge, odd but special revolution happening in the workforce in which people are recognizing their work and recognizing what they should be paid. So there's a, a lot of things going on as, at a large chain fast food restaurants that I think are kind of slowly changing the, the reality for everybody. It's, it's hard when you lose employees on a small business scale, but it is interesting to see these larger companies face the, the reality of, of what their employees are worth. So it's been interesting. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I think that this um, this was kind of, you know, to use a metaphor that comes easily, this was like a little reshuffling of the deck. And um, we, you know, we're now we're doing our little rainbow spread of the cards. Whoop, what do we got here? You know, it's, uh, it's interesting how um, things have changed during the course of the pandemic. And, um, you know, very interesting. Well, our topic today kind of does relate to the to the uh, end of the lockdown era, and mm-hmm. it's um, bringing back prosperity. Now, I'm just going to say a few words about this. Some um, industries and some areas of life have been more heavily impacted by the pandemic than others, and so their prosperity has been has been really gouged into. Uh, for instance, if you were a person who herded sheep, um, you know, the lockdown, no big deal. You're out there with the sheep. It's it's you. It's the sheep. You know, maybe your partner. That's it. But if you were um, a restaurant worker or uh, worked in a bar or um, worked in a um, retail shop, you were probably um, either laid off, sent home, if you were lucky, you were called back and are being called back. Mm. But um, many of these uh, smaller mom-and-pop restaurants, the ones that don't aren't part of a chain, have closed forever. They're gone. And yeah. Uh, yeah. around where I, where I live, they're just gone. Empty buildings, empty buildings. No, no, the donut shop is gone. The little pizza place is gone. You know, the Asian fusion noodle place, gone. And... I don't even know how many bars are gone because I don't drink, but they're all, they're gone too. And and mm-hmm. so it's been a really a difficult time. Unfortunately, it has has caused the large corporations. They have big pockets. They cut everybody down, and they pushed through the idea of a relief package for unemployment. So that means they don't even have to pay out <laughs> to these people. Um, and now, of course, there's the problem: people not wanting to come back to work because they're still on unemployment, and uh, and they're like reassessing their life. Hey, I did pretty well selling that hand wire wrapped stone jewelry mm-hmm. on Etsy. Why the hell should I go mm-hmm. back to work for Starbucks? You know, so it's chaotic. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about how to bring back prosperity after what I would call the lockdown pause. And this is particularly necessary for small companies like my company. Um, my company, we you know we got through the pandemic okay, but um, we're we're still here. We're still kicking. But as you know, I've mentioned it on the show. We lost employees, and we haven't been able to replace them until just tomorrow. We get our first replacement employee. So, how do we bring back prosperity? Now there are mm-hmm. many ways to do this. We know this from you know the study of hoodoo. There are uh, contact magic, and there are prayers, 
and petitions. There's candle magic. I'm just going to start it up with one piece of contact magic, okay, because I like contact magic more than I like some of these uh, rarefied forms of thought experimental magic. I like contact magic. So here's just a simple one that I'll do, and then I'm going to turn this over to Miss Miranda. One of the easiest ways to get business into your shop, and I know some of you have heard me say this before, is to make a sachet powder or buy a sachet powder, and I recommend my own because they're well-made. This would be a sachet powder um, with um, herbal powder in it and a little bit of herbal essence in it. And you're going to make this with... um, uh, some of the herbs that could be used, that could be powdered, that are money herbs. I'm just going to give you a, a quick list of three of them. Um, you might use bayberry powder. You might use um, five-finger grass, powder up some five-finger grass. You have to powder that up usually in your coffee grinder because unless you, you know, whatever, unless you <laughs> strain it out of your sachet, it's going to kind of be out there. It, it doesn't powder very nicely. Alfalfa, another one that you can use. Um, when you're desperate, just get some um, alfalfa pellets from the feed store and smash them up. It's easy enough. You don't need a lot. Put Mix it into your sachet, or you can buy a sachet from Lucky Mojo, like Wealthy Way or Prosperity or Money Drawing or any of those, you know, uh, Money House Blessing if you work from home. Then you're going to take your business cards, and you're going to dust your business cards using a makeup brush with that powder. Say the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, over the business cards. Flip them the way you would a deck of cards to get the powder off and start handing them out because the lockdown's over and now you can meet people at the gas station. Oh, hi, how you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, da-da-da-da-da. I'm just reopening my store and here is my business card. And you hand it to them. They're going to touch it. They won't feel the powder, but they'll feel the energy that you put on it. So that is my uh, advice for bringing back prosperity. Now I'm going to turn this over to Miranda. What is your uh, take on all of this? Well, I remember when at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, I think in 2019, you had showed us, we all had to bring our business cards, and you were showing us that. And I definitely Mm -hmm. got way too much sachet powder on my cards. (laughs) And mine, Mm -hmm. like, you were like, it's all, all, everyone was like, it's a late dusting, and it's too late. Mine looked like they were ready for, you know, a baby's bottom or something. It was it was too much. And also, like, I went with really nice matte finished cards, which just held on to the, the powder even more. So learned my lesson on that. It's a very, you know, I think Lady, uh, yeah, Lady Muse says uh, less is best. So I'm learning that mm-hmm. a little bit more and more every time. But I remember you teaching us that, and that was really wonderful. And whenever I pass out my business cards now um, at, at events and things like that, everyone always notices how well they smell, how nice they smell. And I think that's mm-hmm. a, a very good time. It's a familiar thing that they help tie to the moment of meeting me, which I think is mm-hmm. charismatic and cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan. Um, the other things that I think about a lot about bringing prosperity back into my life or to help other friends do that, I have three kind of pillars to prosperity. One is uh, clean. Another is that health is wealth, and that the third is to give without expectation and to take charity when necessary. Um, mm-hmm. To start off with the cleaning, I think that is like just a, a common thing that we talk about a lot in the chat and a lot uh, is, is presented here in the in the program. But 
cleaning your house is super important, but also like cleaning up after yourself, cleaning up your clutter, um, getting rid of toxic relationships and bad influences, get rid of your crappy boyfriends, like get rid of the things that don't make sense, that don't, that are constantly weighing you down. And because you can't have opportunity if you don't make room for opportunity. And it's when you, when you think about your time and your money, you're paying rent on things like literally physical things in your life or the people in your life that aren't, you know, beneficial to you, you're paying rent on mm-hmm. it. So that's money you're, you're losing, you're wasting. So I personally feel that like cleaning needs to go even deeper than just the corners of your house from front to back. Um, it's, or from back to front or, you know, out your front door. I think this is a, it's a big time to look at all of the spaces in your home and yourself that you could be open to opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, mm-hmm. you guys want me to go on? I'll, I can keep going, but um, I don't want to. No, I think this hard. is. I think the clearing up of the clutter is such an important bit of this. What happens is we, when we enter into a state of of poverty, and poverty is a state, and it's important to note that mm-hmm. in, in the tradition of Hoodoo, wealth is considered a state of blessing. It's considered a good thing. Your natural state should be one of happiness, wealth. You know, finding the getting the things that you want. There is no separation between the spiritual and the material in the, in the spiritual tradition of hoodoo. And so what happens is when you are in a state of poverty, things end up piling up, the cobwebs, both spiritually and literally. So when you want to return to the state of prosperity, you do need to take a process of cleaning. And so one of the oldest kind of techniques when it comes to drawing in prosperity is to first cleanse the, 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 the house, Use some Chinese floor wash, use Vanda, whatever it is, clear out the house, and then to do some type of drawing floor wash. Cinnamon and sugar is a particularly popular one to draw in the wealth. So you cleanse out the clutter, cleanse out the things that are kind of piling up and stagnating and keeping you from success, and then you draw in. This is important because in most spiritual traditions, Wealth is about flow, not just accumulation. This, I'm going to say mm-hmm. this again because it's very important. We often think in terms, I think, of in, in capitalistic terms of acquiring and holding on to wealth, right? Wealth is the stuff that you pile in around yourself. It's the Scrooge McDuck understanding of wealth. You've got that big <laughs> uh, pile of gold coins and, how, and you dive, and how dive into that he? gold. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, you know, you know the, the, there's this idea of yeah. holding on. When in actuality, wealth is about flow. Think uh, in terms astrologically, where the planet that controls wealth is fundamentally Jupiter. The sun also, but Jupiter more than any other planet. And Jupiter is about expansion, growth, and flow. So you want money to flow, and that's why that cleansing is so crucial. Clear out that clutter, clear out the mess, cleanse the home, and then do some drawing work. Do that drawing floor wash. Allow the money to flow again. Otherwise, it's stymied. It's a river that's been blocked up, and you want it to flow. So that's a very, very crucial part there, and I don't want that to be uh, lost in the, in the conversation. I have to – I want to think about other things as currency as well, like our, the things that make us feel comforted, like our clothing, our food. Like right. holding on to those things, it can be – especially with an emotional attachment because of poverty or a scarcity mindset is a problem. Like we're in a wonderful place here in the United States, but that is not the case for everybody. And when we hold on to things that no longer fit us like clothing or foods that we no longer eat, we're taking away valuable resources from other people that could really use them. And I think that to your point of flow is 
you know, money to me is something that's a flow, and there's not something to withhold because if you don't move it, it gets stagnant. And I think that that means you don't ever get the, the gains or the growth that you want. And that's why also investing in things, sometimes mm-hmm. it's the thing that gives you a return on investment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, to- I'm totally with you, though. Um, right, Ms. Kat, did you want to add anything? Yeah, I'd like to add a couple things because in the chat people were commenting about Jupiter for wealth, and, and uh, someone said that um, Mercury is for uh, money, and I want to explain here um, a little mm-hmm. bit about this. Um, uh, wealth is calculated in different ways, um, yep. and um, Venus is for crops. Venus Green Friday, yep. and um, Sun is for gold, and uh, the Moon is for silver, and yep. Mercury is for trade. So Mercury yes. uh, governs things like the commodities and stock exchanges, mm-hmm. but Jupiter is for capital, for wealth, for yes. expansion, mm-hmm. and um, and Saturn uh, is for uh, uh, accumulation in a sort of a miserly way, also for uh, too. inherited yeah. wealth is Saturn. Yeah. So all of the planets have a place to play in the wealth, you know, you could even say Mars is for the wealth of rape and conquest, slavery, killing and getting people's stuff, you know, concentration camps, all that. You can do, you can make wealth that way too. Not a very nice way to do mm. it, but that covers all the planets. And so um every part of life can be seen through the through the lens of each planet. But generally speaking, just to answer the original question, Jupiter is for wealth as opposed to bartering on the street corner, which is Mercury. Mercury is also for theft, by the way, and gambling. Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) Your your astrological astrological (laughs) lesson in a nutshell. Well, um, Mm -hmm. my my second point or pillar, I guess, of bringing back prosperity kind of involves Mercury and, and involves communication. Because um, I mentioned that health is wealth, and I know that that's like a really hokey term that we're hearing a lot, you know, in New Age world and, I don't know, people who are already rich mm-hmm. like to say that a lot, and it's funny. But I do think it's important that we eat well, we sleep, that we enjoy our romantic relationships, our physical partnerships, and that we see our friends. And I think that that is a really big part, especially exiting this pandemic, is that we need to get ourselves out of isolation because isolation causes um, blockages to opportunity. And you can't take on new opportunities or a new job if you're exhausted from being out of balance in any which way. So if you aren't sleeping well, if you're not eating well, if you're not seeing your friends, you're going to constantly be out of this place of, of lack or, like a, or something that's a little off balance. And I just think that when you look at all the things in your life and that you can say that they're all going well, or at least that you can make efforts towards them, you know, it's that helps you see the opportunities. It helps you meet new people. And also that while I don't believe in comparing yourself to others, when you meet more people and you see other industries or other places, other jobs, you can start to see a new reality. You might not look at what you thought was the only definition of wealth or success. You might see that you could mm. do something differently, that you could live cheaper, like within your means, you could live a little cheaper, you could move someplace else. Everybody's learning now that they can move other places. But before mm-hmm. our industry tied us to cities, and that is not the case 
for a lot of people. It's still the case for some, but there is a lot of work to be made and work and money to be made if you are ready to go someplace and live cheaply. I think that's a, mm. it's a big thing to recognize that you don't have to do what your parents did. You don't have to do what your friends did. And as people are waking up and seeing the, the reality of that, it's, it's changing our perspective of what success is. And I heard this yeah. from somebody, and I don't know who said it, but, like, success is not your money. It's not about your, your title. It's about the, your time and how you mm-hmm. spend your time. And so mm-hmm. if you have yeah. the availability to go, well, these are the days I take off, or I feel like I'm in control and I can manage these things, you don't need the money. You just need that time. Yeah. That kind of control mm-hmm. is, more, is more applicable. Well, I, I, I'm going to – I am going to jump in. You do need the money because otherwise you're starved to death um, or you won't be able to pay your rent. The the um, unemployment yeah. things are going to give out. And and we really, to mm-hmm. talk about bringing back prosperity, uh, one of the things, because that's the theme, look back on when were you the most prosperous. When, was it when you were mm-hmm. a kid and your parents took care, care of you? Was it when you had your first job but you didn't have a wife and four children? I mean, when were you prosperous? Mm-hmm. What was the difference, and how can you get back to that place? Was it before the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Everything was selling well. People were coming right. into the car dealership and walking out with new cars. You know, whatever. You want to go back to what that was. One thing to do about going back to that, I think if you have a picture, a photo, or a mental picture Ooh. from that time, think of the clothes you wore at that time. Think of the jewelry you wore at that time. Try to recreate that moment and then put, again, I'm like contact magic. So um, put a little bit of those herbs in your shoe, those wealthy way-type herbs in your shoe, uh, maybe a little bit of Althea to lead a spirit to lead you to prosperity and treasures, a little bit of five-finger grass in your shoes, and walk out and say, I'm walking back to the where I was when I was prosperous. It may be a place. Uh, you know, like Miranda just said, it may be that you were prosperous when you lived in Toledo and you never, ever did much good in Atlanta. Go back to Toledo. It may be the place you got to go. If if Toledo was no good and Atlanta was no good, you know, strike out and maybe you're going to go to Tucson. I don't know. But you want to um, put yourself in the way of luck. And um, I personally feel that to um, stand in yourself for a moment and then think about what is natural wealth. Natural wealth is the the food of the fields, the animals, the the, the, the crops, the leaves and berries. That's yeah. natural wealth. Mm-hmm. And then think, that's, yeah. we're going to go, now we're going to get Contraman to laugh because we're going to mention, you know what we're going to mention, Contraman? Uh-oh. No, he doesn't <laughs> know. No, no. We're going to mention Maslow's <laughs> Maslow's oh yes, hierarchy. I should have. I should have seen it coming. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to mention Maslow's hierarchy of needs. <laughs> right. So, wealth is only one of the steps on the hierarchy yes. of, of needs. You know, there's. You know, first of all, there's water. I can't live very long without water. Then comes food, calorie food. You know. Then we have. You know, shelter, clothing, heat, warmth, blah blah. blah. We get. We build up. And wealth usually is an amount that is set by the person, how much shelter, how much food, how much whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't stop at wealth because if it's only measured in calories, you just become morbidly obese. If it's only, men- if it's only measured in square foot 
of enclosed space, you end up like Oprah with this giant building that just goes on and on and on mm-hmm. and hires servants to, to keep clean, right? Or like the Queen of England. Too much money. So, don't, so think about what is territory to you. What do you want to control? For me, yeah. I wanted to control people's eyeballs. I wanted people to read what I wrote. So there's, I, I can do that without um, overextending myself too much. You know, I have written all these books. People read them. I got my territory. I am the, the, the owner of the territory of eyeballs that I wished to control. And um, maybe the sound of my voice a little bit on this radio show. So right. set yourself a goal. Then uh, find out, because when you get up to the pointy top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you're getting into creativity and then into spirituality. And those mm-hmm. areas, you don't have to drag with you all the calories. You don't have to end up eating the world to own the world. So think about yeah. it. It's a philosophical problem. And this is also really coming down to this idea of prosperity. It's such an important bit. When we talk about prosperity, and this is, we can understand it through the lens of products. There's a difference between money drawing and prosperity oil. They are different there. Mm-hmm. When we mean prosperity, we're not just talking about the money that you draw in. That is one component and an important component. Don't. Don't get it twisted. We don't want to fall into this trap where we, money isn't important. No, no, money is important. It doesn't mean it shouldn't be the end-all, be-all, but not everyone is designed to live like an ascetic. Not everyone Mm -hmm. wants to live, you know, what does prosperity look for you? What is the money component of that? But also, as Ms. Kaplan, what is the territory component of that? What does it look like? What are you dressed as? What do you smell? What do you see when you wake up in the morning? What does that prosperity look like to you? And so I tell clients very clearly when we do prosperity magic, when we do magic of this sort, when I have them write a petition paper for me to work with, I tell them, don't just tell me you want to make six figures and you want to drive a BMW. Mm -hmm. Tell me what prosperity looks like to you. It's the freedom to make my own schedule while being financially well off. It's the freedom to take time off and go where I want to go and do what I want to do. That's prosperity for some people. For other people, it's the ability to live off of their creative pursuits, that they have hobbies that pay for them. Not jobs, but they have hobbies that bring in that money. And so you really need to define what prosperity looks for you. Sit down and write it out. Visualize it. Inscribe it onto that piece of paper that acts as your petition and work with it. And importantly, recognize that it's not just money. Money is one part of that pyramid that Kat was talking about. There are other parts of it, and you want it all to work together because that's how the pyramid gets built. That's how you build empires. That's how you build fortunes. That's how you build success. You bring all these components together. But it first requires you to kind of stretch your mind a little bit. Too often, we get clients that get stuck in the money sense of it. I need to be making 75000 a year. I need to be making 200000 a year. I need this. I'm like, okay, that's fantastic. That is a good goal. What's next? What comes with mm-hmm. it? Don't just set that goal because all of a sudden you've got $200,000 a year and you have no idea what you're doing with your life and you still feel miserable. That money should make you feel satisfied, not, okay, I've gotten what I wanted, but ah, do I feel right? No, no, no. You want to be able to achieve prosperity. How do you do that? $200,000 a year also comes with 
this amount of freedom, with the ability to pursue independent work, with the ability to, to travel, whatever it is, be able to write clearly what prosperity indicates for you. I'm just going to give a shout-out here to Patreon because people are asking about it in the chat. And, um, and uh, yes, um, Patreon is a good source of uh, income. It's not a source of prosperity, um, but it is a, a good source. And several of us here have um, Patreon accounts. Um, Papa G also has a Patreon account, and you might want to uh, post that, Papa G, if you can tear your eyes away from the pixels a moment. And um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think this is an, a perfect example of what we're talking about, right? So like something like Patreon isn't conventional work like some people might imagine. It's not a nine-to-five, it's not an office. But what it does is allow a lot of us who are either writers or creatives whether we're doing podcasts or we're doing translations or we're doing writings or we're sharing ephemera or whatever it is we're doing, it allows us to build a community around it. And that community then supports one another financially. So there is a financial component of it. You subscribe like you, like you do Netflix or you do Hulu or whatever, and you get some type of content, but you're also building community. What does Patreon allow you to do? Yes, it allows you to get paid, but it also gives you freedom to work in your interests, in your hobbies. It allows you to build a community. It allows you to build networks. So this is an example of what we mean when we say prosperity, about rethinking not just the money component, not just the acquisition, as Nagashiba rightly put it, but to be able to think about it in more uh, fuller terms, more holistic terms. And the result is that, you know, it can produce quite a bit of success for you. Maybe you, for people who, who have successful patrons, it allows them to cut back on their nine to five or it allows them to move away from their daily job and now pursue something else entirely. But that comes from understanding what prosperity is, what you're trying to do. So for I started a Patreon because I wanted to do translations and podcasts, but also to really kind of talk about um, to build a community around the interests that I have. And Kat, yours is, is the same way. You have interests that you're sharing with other people, and the other people are interested in your interests. And so you're building a sort of community around it, not just, here's this thing, come pay me. That's only one portion of it. There's, an, mm-hmm. there's a social component there of building a community of like-minded, interested individuals. Mm-hmm. Well, and can I... Can I add on to the idea of mutual aid? And I might always bring this up a little too much, but when it comes to mutual aid, it's about supporting your community, whether that's a physical in-person community or an online group mm. like a Patreon or a Discord. There's a lot of different places where people can show up, and they are at very, very different income levels or um, availability to give. Some have time, some have money, some have uh, spiritual gifts. There's so many different ways that people can show up for each other. And the idea that we think that everything is just about a money exchange is, you know, kind of short-sighted. Mm-hmm. So I love that these communities are being built, um, especially when, you know, it could be so isolating trying to find the people that you see eye-to-eye with or that you have similar interests in. And I love that there's a place where people can find you. It's wonderful. Yeah. Patreon is, is the game place. It really is. So so let's talk again about how we can mark things electronically. And I Again, we we are in a situation where we are dealing with people, uh, we mentioned Patreon, virtually, 
So it's an important idea that uh, I've been using since the 1990s that every still image and every video, if you are into video editing, that you put out can have in it embedded sigils, talismanic ideas, um, whatever it is you like to use to draw money. For instance, you all might notice that I have two Facebook pages. One of them is my personal mm -hmm. profile. And in that personal profile, I am wearing brown. And I am um, my cover picture is my model railroad layout. The other picture is my, uh, my the other account rather, is my um, public page. It's a commercial page for Catherine Ironwood as a you know commercial person. I am wearing green, the color of money. And I'm um, in front of my barn, uh, which many people know is filled with Lucky Mojo overstock. It's where the shop stock is kept. And so that is a green for money, and it is, um, it is much more mm -hmm. out front. You can follow me on either one, or you can't friend me on the brown page because I've kind of run out of space for friends, but I have not run out of space for followers. So... Uh, that's an encoded idea that green for money, green for money. Now, I don't say that. I've now revealed it on this radio show, but it was a deliberate decision on my part to have the public page be green for money, for prosperity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, putting sigils in images like that are also a fantastic way of drawing in uh, wealth. Candles in the background, another thing that can be used digitally to mark uh, for wealth or to draw in. But I, I'm a big believer digital sigils, and I know Kat, you've talked about like literally working at the pixel level when it comes mm -hmm. to sigils mm -hmm. on images, like literally zooming in and putting in the sigil at the pixel level. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's, yeah. some, that's tech wizardry at its finest, right there. But these are ways in which you can build digitally the, these forms of of wealth or, or prosperity magic. Um, the other is is getting a prosperity candle and getting that prosperity candle and lighting it. You can put it in the back of that. Another trick is if you want to be sneaky and you don't want to put the candle in the background, is you set the cam you set the candle next to your camera so that you can see it and you're bathing in the light of that candle, but no one actually sees the green candle. So the candle mm -hmm. is, is, is giving you its magic, it's giving you its power, it's shining mm -hmm. its light upon you, and that light is being captured by the camera, but nobody but you can see the candle. Yes, yes, and exactly. Can I, can I add one other thing about, like, this amazing, uh, the idea of, like, the, the imagery of the candle, the idea of going on to the pixel level of, like, adding in sigils and, and things of, and messages of wealth? If you don't know mm -hmm. how to do those, trade a reading for someone who does. Mm -hmm. Like I use Photoshop and Illustrator daily for my work. If someone really needs that and you can't afford to start doing that on your profile photos or your or your website, mm -hmm. trade do a mutual trade for you know, for what you need. Barter and trade if you don't have the money because that is still important. Mm -hmm. But there's out people out there who know how to do it. So if you can't do it, ask someone who can. Mhm. Mm mhm. Um, yeah. Um it, that is that is really really true. That's the old um, you know anarcho hippie way. Um, and uh, you know if you don't have if you cannot hire a worker and you don't want to capture uh, an indentured servant or slave, uh, the anarcho hippie way is to 
is barter, hour for hour. And no mm-hmm. one knows the time of their death, so everyone's hour is worth the same as everyone else's hour. In the anarcho-hippie mm-hmm. way of working, which is based on Josiah Warren's um, anarchism, um, an hour of a doctor should be worth the same as an hour of a cobbler. And uh, because no man knows the hour of his death, as he said. So that's, if you can find people who will work under those terms, and for instance, I am one such person, um, it's about calories. It's about, um, you know, what we need to live on. Of course, capitalism is uh, totally opposed to that. So smash the capitalist state while you're at it. <laughs> Mark that in on your busy calendar. Right? And- <laughs> I kind of I kind of bring it back up though because like in the third pillar of like the things that I think about that bring back prosperity is to take charity and to and to give without expectation. Mm-hmm. Like there there mm-hmm. does need to be some kind of flow that's outside of currency, like our normal idea of currency. Like you work hours, you get wages. There's gonna be a time mm-hmm. in everyone's life where they need a handout. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And mm-hmm. if there's a way that you can also offer your services to somebody because they don't have the footing for it or they don't have the computer for it, do it. There's like it, it, some of these things cost you nothing to do. And I think yeah. that um, as someone yeah. who grew up on public assistance and I live the way I live now, I'm absolutely better for it. And all this unemployment mm-hmm. that we're super excited that people are been like, look at all the money, look how well I've lived with this uh, unemployment. I'm like, that's your own money. You pay into that service. Mm. And eventually it'll run out. So, like, yes, you've paid, you've paid for your unemployment. That's true. Yeah. And there's stimulus checks, of course. But at the end of the day, like, there's going to be a time where you might need a different kind of handout. And there's nothing wrong with getting taking that as long as you just think about the idea of returning the favor somehow. And something that has happened for me in my life with all the, the charity I've received is that I am so grateful to give to others now. And I like to do it anonymously, which is kind of like a – in in both mm-hmm. uh, Islam and, and Judaism, like there is a big thought around, like a tenant almost around anonymous giving without without mm-hmm. pride. And there mm-hmm. is something to be said, like it helps everyone enjoy the fruits of your labor and like the uh, the idea of that they can make themselves better without feeling guilty. So take t- mm-hmm. take handouts and then give handouts when you can. Yeah, that goes back to the idea of keeping that money flowing. To bring to bring this conversation mm-hmm. into to a bit of uh, practical here, hoodoo practical, yeah. um, the earth sign in me, uh, one of the, the strategies that I'm very keen on, we've talked about a variety of different techniques from floor washes to various kind of workings that you can do for, for or petition papers, et cetera. When it comes to prosperity, I am a big believer in needing a fixed place for it. This is, this is kind of crucial that unlike other forms of magic where you kind of do it on the fly, uh, you know, you've had a little bit of a, an issue in your relationship, you light a reconciliation candle, you've got a problem with, you know, your car, you're going to do some safe travel candle work or a mojo back. I'm a big believer that prosperity needs a place where it can rest. And so you build an mm-hmm. altar. It. it is one of the few things that I saw growing up. Now, Kat and I had talked about the fact that altars are not a common term in hoodoo. It's more of us anthropologically explaining what it is. So mm-hmm. The average person is not going to say, oh, this is my, this is my love altar. This is my, my prosperity mm-hmm. altar. You didn't really hear that growing up. But almost consistently, and I think Kat can attest to this, the two most common altars 
that you would ever find, and anybody who grew up in the tradition of voodoo, that they come from a family tradition, is some type of altar around the family. This was generally by the front door or it was in the living room. This is where the grandparents' photos were. Some people called it ancestral altars. They weren't always ancestral altars because sometimes they included uh, just a family Bible and some images of angels. Very, very common. And the second is what would be a prosperity altar. It's the place where you put your money, where you had the Bible that you hid your money in, where you had your lodestone, where you had that lucky charm. This was very common because the idea was that you want a place where money can take root. You want that money to put its roots down and then grow, whether it's, it's, you know, you had some type of altar worker going there or it was a small little corner of a table or with a mantelpiece. It was the two most common, the family altar and then this prosperity altar. So I tell clients that if you want prosperity, it's not enough to light that money drawing candle. It's not enough to, to, okay. to, to take that mm-hmm. bath in the fast luck. That's great. That can get you that quick cash that you need. But if you are working towards prosperity the way that we've talked about it this entire episode, then you want to build a place for prosperity in your home. Whether you carve out a little niche for it, whether you have a physical talisman around it or a magical object, even one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, prosperity workings was just a money box that one of my uh, teachers had. It was a friend of of my teacher. Just a very small money box that she would put extra cash in, extra coins in. But at Mm -hmm. the bottom of it, she had dusted it with powders and she had oiled the box. The thing was nice and fixed and charged and it was consecrated and it would hold her money and it it was the money that would draw everything in but also keep it safe for a rainy day. Just a little box she kept under her bed, and she would put all her extra cash, everything from her paycheck that she wasn't spending, she'd put it there, not just in her savings account, but actually physical cash there. Mm. And it was a powerful, powerful working. It both preserved, gave some type of rainy, rainy day fund, but also had a powerful drawing component to it because she had dusted the entire thing, the insides of it. And so all that money that she would then take out and spend – was dusted with with, uh, sachet powders. Fantastic little working. Very simple, very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Great way of making room for prosperity. So um, I I also just recommend any kind of a a coin box. Uh, Nagashiva said a big bottle, just like a a bottle or a jar. Um, One of those old one-gallon pickle jars that looks like a pickle barrel embossed on the glass. I've done all of those. And... um, those are, you know, you just put in every coin. You can put in dollars. You know people are still doing them because when folks die, people find them under the stairs. One of the most yep. common places <laughs> to put those yep. is when you got one of them full, you go under the stairs. There's that little triangular space, you know, and you just mm-hmm. throw it back there and you get another one. And um, sometimes I wonder why people's house foundations just don't collapse under the weight of all those coins under the staircase that are inside <laughs> the house. Um, but, yeah, you find them a lot under people's stairs. Anyway, those uh, can also be used for charity. And yes. uh, those yes. are in, in uh, uh, Jewish, it's called a tzedakah box or pushka. Pushka means a tin can. Um, so, but, you know, you, you then can, you know, the March of Dimes, you know, we're down at the supermarket, yeah. be a little thing, put in the dime for the March of Dimes, put in the money for the local Boys and Girls Club, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those those kinds of um, 
charities are uh, useful. If you oil the coins or you use sachet powder, same thing, you can oil the coins as you put them in or say a prayer over them mm -hmm. uh, and then turn them into charity. I have two oh, more notes about coins because I'm, I'm, I love that, by the way. Like, I was absolutely dressing them as wonderful. I have two more notes about coins because I think it's such a, uh, a common thing that people don't think about. But one of them is that when you do see any money on the ground, pick it up. And I know that mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, if it's face up or face down, but that's like you telling your ancestors and all the, all the people you've asked for help that you don't need it. If you don't pick it up, do not deny that money has been presented to you, even in the smallest increments. So pick up mm -hmm. that coin, pick up whatever you see. I feel, I feel like I found a dollar on the street the other day, and I felt like the luckiest person on earth. And it's because I asked for money. I actually got the money that same day. And I wasn't clear about my amount, but I can't deny the dollar on the, on the ground, you know? Mm -hmm. so it's, it's when, you, when you deny that those options are there for you, I think that's like giving mixed messages to spirit. The other thing I'll add about coins is collect. If you were given interesting coins from friends from other places, other cities, I have a bowl um, that I keep in my altar of coins from around the world, and I have a prosperity pig there. Uh, amongst it as a Balik, uh, it's an Irish porcelain kind of thing, but it's a prosperity pig, and he's surrounded by coins from around the world because I travel a lot for work, and I hope to continue mm -hmm. to keep traveling. Like, and those are things like, you know, you can't go to the coin star at the grocery store and put those coins in there, but you can, you know, hold on to them and give yourself the memory of, like, I've been these places before and I'll go there again, or I can't wait to go. Like, keep those things around you to give you reminders of what the success looks like. We got a couple of good ones from the chat room. Um, um, Nagashiva said, buy a new pocketbook or purse, get a gold coin mm -hmm. in it. Cousin mm -hmm. Joshua says, I like $2 bills and keep them in my wallet, dressed, mm -hmm. and give them to folks who need them. I tell them it's blessed and have had some really magical interactions as a result. Uh, the that's Prosperity good. Pig, Beautiful. definitely, that's an Irish, Northern European. You'll find them in other uh, Northern European countries, too, Germany. And Jamais says a St. Joseph bean, a.k.a. a mojo bean, in a wallet. Mm -hmm. Tony I says, find a penny, pick it up. All day long, you'll have good luck. See a penny, pass it by. All day long, you'll want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Tony. I agree with that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> totally. All right. Well, here is our uh, end of segment music. And um, and Shamay said, you said my name correctly. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. <laughs> it took me a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to bring on our, our client, Shamay, spelled slightly differently. Same person. <laughs> Shamay. <laughs> All right. We're going to turn this over to... Um, Evan, and he's going to uh, set us up. Absolutely. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, Conjure Man, and this week's special guest, Miranda, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, 
a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilently.org. Now it's time to go to the phone and talk to our client. And our client today is calling from area code 260 from Indiana and goes by the name of Kai. Kai, are you with us? Hello, Kai. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 No, that's okay. That's fine. I I wasn't informed, so now I'm informed. Um, we have you at Area Code 504, and uh, it appears that you have not had a reading with either Conjure Man, Miss Cat, or our guest. Is that correct? That's correct. Excellent. Thank you so much. Just reading your brief synopsis really quickly. Jamay writes, I would like to know what I can do to successfully sustain positive emotions through work that I'm doing, particularly with my husband. Turning it over to you, Miss Cat. All right. Well, let's um, have um, a couple of uh, questions. What is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Pisces. Pisces, okay. Oh, and Jupiter is about to enter Pisces and all that stuff. That's good. Um, yeah. So we're going to... We're we're going to uh, turn this one over to Contraman for the first reading, and then um, Miranda will do the second reading, and I will give the root work advice. Wonderful, thank you. Thanks. So I'm I'm reading this more as a, a kind of question about what you can do, rather than like you have a query about a particular situation. I'd like to know what I can do to successfully sustain positive emotions through work that I am doing, particularly with my husband. Do you have a question specifically about this, like like this situation? Yes. Or do you prefer just a yes. kind of consultation? Okay, good. Um, well, I don't uh consultation's always open, but um I my husband and I have not been seeing eye to eye lately. We've been together for 15 years. We have three children. And um, I'd like to, I'm trying to rectify the situation. We've built up a lot of bad habits, though, uh, in our communication self. And that's what I'm working on and it's all in line. That's all I need. We don't want you to give too much away. But now I understand. Your question is that you've got some, you're going through some difficult times with your partner, with your husband right now, and you want to know how things are going to go there. You will get a consultation at the end. Don't worry. Miss Cat will come in and give you root work advice on what you can actually do. Um, as as Kat noted earlier, Pisces, uh, Jupiter is entering into Pisces, so this is a particularly significant moment for, for you. Um, being a Pisces, so be mindful of that. And Jupiter is entering its domicile sign, but it's going to retrograde back. So you're going to see some seismic sort of changes come about in your life over the next eight months or so, it's a big kind of stretch of time. And then 2022 is going to be when it returns back, or end of this year is when it will return back into Pisces. So I've pulled a few cards here, and right off the bat, they already speak to the difficulties that you're facing. The very first card is the Five of Swords. And the Five of Swords, 15 years, so we've got this component of five here. This is an individual who is looking over, grinning in some ways, at two defeated figures. Figures that have been disarmed, they've cast their swords into the ground. This person in the foreground, what I call the mischief maker, has picked up their swords and is grinning in the victory. There's a storm-tossed 
clouds in the background. This is exhaustion. It's fighting. It's, it's conflict. It's strife. But it's strife and conflict that has reached a particular point, a particular line. It's not just ongoing conflict. It's now I'm just exhausted. I'm bone weary of what has happened, of what's going on, of kind of going back and forth. And it does speak to serious communication issues, which you've hinted at. Uh, the swords are, are governed here by air, which is very closely tied to communication. And so this is an indication of harsh words, of difficult communication, of being mindful of what you say, because what is said can cause a great deal of damage. So the two of you can really wound one another here. Those swords need mm-hmm. the ability to wound. And at this point, it's gotten to that level where you just need to be able to put those swords down because people are genuinely mm-hmm. hurt. I mean, the figure in the background is quite literally crying, right? So this is, a, a, this is an indication that we've reached a particular crescendo in the relationship and something needs to mm-hmm. give or further damage will happen. And now the reason I'm I'm sort of uh, couching this around the idea that there is some damage is because the card of the present is the tower. And the tower is not what we want to see right off the bat when it it comes to a relationship. Because, again, we have two figures here, but now these two figures aren't crying. They're not exhausted. They are being cast out of the tower by lightning. This is a tower that is struck by God. It's in flames. Its crown has fallen. And two people are being cast down into the chasm of the abyss. It is an indication you are quite literally on the precipice. That all yeah. it will take is an outside event, one triggering mm-hmm. event, and it will break the foundation that you have built together. This is particularly significant because, as noted by Kat and, and, and Evan and myself, all, all, all kind of who pay attention to astrological weather, you're going to be going through some seismic stuff. Pisces, Jupiter has already ingressed into Pisces, so you're going to have this moment. But at the same time that it's doing this, it's going to have a sign-based aspect to a fallen Mars in Cancer. This is a time of conflict. Even if Jupiter is entering into a good moment, this is a moment in which that stress is going to kind of build, that resentment sort of build. And then in July... Jupiter retrogrades, and it's going to remain that way for several months until it returns back at the end of the year. So what we're looking at is a period of increased environmental tension. The weather is against you. That's the lightning in this tower card. The weather is against you, and when the weather is against you, all it takes is that one day where you snap or your partner snaps, and then that foundation begins to crumble. Now, the good news is, is that something can be done about this. But the final card that we have is the magician. And the magician is a person who has taken charge of their life. They manifest the good by bringing what is in heaven down into earth. By, and how do they do this? By calling upon all their resources. For when you look at the magician, before them is a table, and a, an arrayed on that table is all of their instruments, the goblet, the coin, the sword, the wand. So it's all the suits that we see in the tarot cards. You are going to need to call upon all the elements here, all the tools that you have at your disposal. You need to be mindful of the astrological weather here. I would fully encourage you, even if you have no knowledge of astrology, to start learning a little bit of timing here. It's going to be crucial 
The magician knows that timing, knows when to work and when to pause. You will also need to know when to work gently with, with touch and candle, when to work from a distance with incense and prayer, and when to work by building solid foundations, by putting talismans in your house, putting uh, roses or plants of peace in the home, sprinkling peace water, being able to kind of radically transform your environment. The roses here are crucial. Mm -hmm. You want to build and plant those roses in your house. If you do this, success is possible. But you are entering into a very crucial time period be mindful of that. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Miranda, who's going to do your next rooting, and then Miss Kat is going to come in and give you some of the root work advice around how to build that uh, piece. Oh, did we lose Miss Miranda? Miranda? Uh, Sorry, I'm right there. I was muted. There we go. There we go. Totally of that. I'm of that corporate culture where we mute ourselves a little too often. Um, So apologies. (laughs) Okay. So, um, okay, Jamey, I got a couple cards while shuffling this whole time. Um, I like to shuffle as I hear you speak. I like to hear your question and that kind of thing. The first two cards that fell out of the deck. The first was the lovers, followed by the devil. And I'm not sure if you are. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's, I'm sorry. I mean, I, <laughs> but I'm, I'm laughing about it because the those two cards, if you've seen the Rider Waite Smith version of the tarot, they are imprints of each other. They're like a positive negative of one another. And the lovers isn't yep. so much about love as it is about decision. And the devil isn't so much about you know being the worst as it's much about the things that we do to ourselves and compare ourselves to. And so the I, and I'm just going off the cuff here. I could totally do a regular three-card reading, but I, when things jump out, when I'm shuffling, I've got to, I have to tell you what it is. So there has been a point in time where, again, your communication, the decisions that you guys made, uh, really altered the way that you guys progressed. And currently, I don't know if this makes any sense, but the current, which is the devil, is to me, you are comparing yourself or maybe your relationship and the standards of your relationship to others. Or that there might be something about I'm so locked into this and I can't see my way out. Or I, but you know, if we look at the devil card, both the two people that are oh, both, <laughs> yeah, totally. But the devil, you know, when we yeah. look at that card, the two people have chains around their necks, but they're they're not tight. They can lift them off, and it, they're, it's like decorative. It's like they totally agree to mm-hmm. be there, and that is the sign of things need to change. And that, and it's, it's a, an idea of comparing ourselves. And we naturally, especially during this pandemic year, I don't know how long these things have been happening for you, but because you've been so insular, we've been thinking about how we live against everybody else, what our relationships look like. Mm-hmm. There's a, from the start of the pandemic in China, there's been the largest rate of divorces because people are like, wow, I'm stuck with this person. You know, like there's all these things. <laughs> and I also know people that have realized that their relationships are actually pretty good once they're in isolation with each other. So it's because maybe they don't have outside influences. But this card reminds me that you guys really need to look at yourselves as a unit because you were the lovers before. And if you look at how you operate together, that's all that matters. And the last card that fell out while I was shuffling was the Nine of Cups, which is the wish card. It's the best card of the deck. And all the things that you want can be yours. It's just that you have to be in this position of recognizing it's you, the two of you against the world, not you against each other. 
Mm-hmm. And I I feel like Tanta Man Ali had a lot to say about, like, the weather, the, the situation. The things might not weather super great. There could be a lot of difficulty. Um, you know, things might be against you. But as long as you get to the idea of the Nine of Cups and you have that in your mind, you can you guys can sit back and just and enjoy that. But it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. Obviously the devil's present. So you guys gotta get through uh-huh. some really tough conversations. But I think that you are gonna be in a place and I'm gonna pull one more card. Okay. It's gonna be a lot of work. It's gonna be uh we have a seven of wands, which is king of the hill, and this dude, ooh, I love I love this dude. He's king of the hill. He he maintains the top. However, he got called into battle to defend his hill way too last minute. He lost one of his boots. He's like, it's literally one shoe, one boot, and he is ready to fight. And this is going to be a reminder that you guys will both want to fight. And I want to swear because yeah. that's just who I am. But I'm like, you guys are going to be wanted. You want to call the fight? And then you, when you realize it's yeah. the two of you fighting each other, that's that noise. That's that. It's about everybody yeah, else calling yeah, yeah. oh. Okay, so like just just saying y'all will be good. You just have to recognize it's not about the two of you. Oh, sorry, it's not about uh, you against each other. It's the two of you against the world. Get him up on your hill. Get him to see eye to eye that well, way. And I know that you said that we're not seeing eye to eye, but it's time that you guys recognize what you need to, to fight for together. Like, it's about our good home. It's about our success. It's about our children. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. about all these things. Okay? So I think, I think that you are in a great place. It's just going to take, but it's not going to be fun. As Contraman Countryman always said, it's not going to be great. <laughs> but you will. I think that you're going to end up on the on the uh, the good side of things. Thank you. Okay. All right. I, I okay. So I'm going to try to suggest some root work that's going to be helpful for this. One thing that I'm noticing that was pointed out by Countryman, uh, and he didn't kind of go into it as much as I would have. The magician card has roses Ooh. above. And roses and lilies below. The roses uh-huh. above, I identify with sexual magic, sacred sex. The roses and lilies below, I identify with the um, the sexually bonded pair and their dependents, who could be, you know, two Yorkshire Terriers or three children. It doesn't, you know, it's what it, what you got. Uh-huh. Um, it could be the flower garden out front. But the lilies are not your sexual partners. Those are what what you care for. And the roses have thorns. They are a little prickly, but they are also very passionate in their protectiveness. And in the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, there are many examples of roses and lilies crossed and, of course, the great ace of pentacles card where the rose hedge surrounds the lilies. So what the magician tells me is that this is worth fighting for for the sake of the children and that you should um, bring together every uh, resource you have. The four elements, I'm going to just briefly go over them, earth, air, fire, and water would be, earth would be using herbs, using um, graveyard dirt, using coins, using anything that's uh, talismanic. Um, the uh, air would be the swords, which is prayer, which is words. Mind your words, and this was also said previously, mind your words, because your words can hurt, and the other person's words can hurt you. Um, fire is candle magic, and it can also be the fire of love, but it usually represents uh, lighting a light. And the uh, but don't don't uh, don't get into those lightning strikes, the tower. 
And um, mm-hmm. and then um, water is bathing. It can be cleansing. Clean the house and um, and cleanse yourself. And um, water can also be tea or coffee. Um, if you can use some sexual fluids in coffee or tea and feed them to your partner, that's a good way yeah. to go too. Okay? So those are all the ways that I would recommend working for you. You, you seem to know this work. Um, you have the tools. They are there. You know, And I'm going to recommend one other thing, which is peace water. So peace water is um, a two-part solution. And when you um, use it, you shake it up. It makes a temporary emulsion, and then you can spritz it around, um, dabble it around the place. It does have a little oil in it, so don't put it on things that can show a stain. I like to put it in, uh, shake it up, and pray over it. Um, And I believe it is Psalms. um, I'm going to probably goof it up. I think it's Psalms 133. Someone check me. I always forget which Psalm it is. I'll remember one of these days soon, I'm sure. Um, And um, and you um, uh, pray over it, shake it up, put it into a spritzer bottle, and then you can spritz it and pray it again whenever you want to use it. You shake it up. but there's another way to use it, which is to take a little bit of it, shake it up, put it in a dish under the bed, and have sex, and then get your mingled sexual fluids into it. Now, that is not your whole bottle of um, peace water. That is just um, the ones that you're going to use in this little dish, like a little saucer. And then that you can sprinkle around. Because it has proteins loose in it from the sexual fluids, it will decay so you um, you just can use like a little a little bit shot glass if you want, and then you're going to shake that up and you're going to spray it around. You can also um, uh, put it on door handles. You can put it um, in the bathroom where people will, for instance, um, they'll touch the handles of the sink and the tub. You just put that on there. They'll and you call for peace, um, and you call for. Uh, quiet contemplation and love if you if you are not having sex currently i would ask you to return to you are uh it's been on and off we've been uh, there's a third party mm-hmm. involved with him and that's just been I on think off, that's but what I that can con- try. yeah that's what that open conflict and that's what that king of the hill I didn't say that when Miranda saw that what she called king of the hill I call it the guy who's under attack there's somebody else involved there are people trying to break up this marriage and so you want to um, get involved sexually as quickly as you can don't give up because that may be the end when the sex is gone um, as Conway Twitty and Loretta Lynn said there's nothing cold as ashes after the fire is gone. You can look it up. Big song from 1971. All right. Well, <laughs> let's let's get up to our network schedule announcement, and uh, we'll see what happens from the land of uh, old country and western songs, old television theme songs.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our freestyle segment with Miranda of Miranda Thoreau in Minneapolis. Take it away, Miranda. All right. Um, can you guys hear me all right? Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Sorry, I try to, again, always put myself on quiet, on, on mute. Um, so when I got to the idea of some spell work ideas, there were actually a couple. And I think that also there's so many practical ways that we can um, get prosperity back into our lives. So I'm going to go over three items, but absolutely anybody chime in, and I'm sure the chat will have a, a bunch too. Um, the first one, the one that I think is most important in my life and something that I encourage for a lot of people is that if you have leather purses, wallets, belts, or keys, instead of using a regular leather conditioner, use oil. Use attraction or wealthy way oil. The smell of those oils, or even if you want to use Bandan oil because you're looking for new opportunities, a new job, putting those oils on your leather goods and smelling them throughout the week is extremely uh, important to remind yourself of all the opportunities. So I actually have vintage handbags that I use regularly, and I use those kind of oils on them. And I usually repeat a prayer. Um, You could also use a psalm, and I have a a suggestion of a psalm. But I often just repeat my prayer of what I'm looking for, what I'm hoping for, and also how I can help others. And as I rub the oil into my bag, into my wallet, onto my keys, onto my belt, those are the things that serve me every day, and they're the things that also keep money coming to me every single day. It's where we keep our money. It's where we keep our opportunities. So I'm a big fan of dressing things for yourself. The other thing is it kind of goes back to the idea of dressing your business cards because there is a, a tangible, real scent that's involved with it, and that is really important for your memory. Those are things that go unsaid, like, you know, you might be able to read something or listen to something or see something, but when you smell, it's very visceral and very important to have that kind of reminder, a subtle reminder of where you're going, what you're thinking about, and to even see those new opportunities. Um, The other thing I'd mention is carrying a number eight card in your wallet. Eight is a pretty uh, important number in numerology, especially also in a um, Eastern tradition, eight is a, the sound of money. The, the, it, it, there's a number of reasons for eight, but also eight is the sign of, if it's on its side, infinity, infinite wealth. Um, I like to make a card, a number eight card, and put it in my wallet. I often make really pretty ones for my friends, and I give those out too, because I hope that they all feel um, that they can also draw the, that kind of wealth. But as you draw and make your number eight, Think about your intentions, your ideas, your, you know, visualize what you hope and want to draw into your life. So every time you see that number eight in your wallet when you're looking in for something else, you're going to recognize like a little reminder to yourself of things that matter to you. And that will, again, keep you on the path of where you're trying to go. The last thing I'll mention is the money plant. I have two different ways you can do a money plant. If you 
can actually get a money plant. There's two different kinds. There's the braided money tree, which is a Pashira aquatic. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I might be saying it real wrong. But that's usually, they're sold as money trees, usually in a lot of, like, big retailers and stuff. There's also the money plant, like the Chinese money plant, which is the Palea peperomides. It's a... It's got big, large, round leaves, and it's also called a giving plant because it's a very easy to give to others. If you can get either one of those plants, um, especially as a gift, or you can steal a cutting, that's, uh, that's very good luck. And that's something that you can continue to grow a plant and then give to others. The point is that you have to give it on for it to continue to grow. That's, you know, you can't, it's, it's important when you, to prune a, a plant or, you know, the things in your, in your garden. But this is one of those things where if you can give more to others, even better. One last part of this is I often thought about this spell that I think Miss um, Cat brought up a few, a few seasons, a few years ago, was putting coins in your plant, um, found change, and, and cycling them out ever so often and giving that, those coins that you keep in your plant to different charities or someone in need, but it's a cycling of money, and it helps to remind the plant what it's going to be growing for. And, Ms. Kat, you're going to have to correct me if I got that right or wrong, but I just remember you did. the you idea got of putting it. money in the plant. You got it completely right. That's right. Um, <laughs> but um, putting in coins, in, putting coins in the bottom of a good – many times when mm-hmm. you have a plant that you're growing for money, it's going to grow over the years, and you're going to be repotting it regularly. You might start off with a little – what's called a thumb pot, two-inch pot, four-inch pot, so forth. And as you grow up, you can um, pop it out of the pot, pop the coins off, and then repot it. As your plant grows, your money grows, and the coins can um, be then uh, used and uh, for charity and new coins put in at the bottom. It's a real nice way to work. Another way to um, uh, work with a money plant, and there are many plants that are used for money, is to grow the plant that's called Lunaria, honesty, or mm-hmm. money plant. And it's a plant that has little seed pods that are flat. They look almost like a drum head or tambourine head with little seeds in them. And they, they're thought to be associated with the full moon and with money. And those little uh, seed pods can be scattered about. If you find places where they might grow in someone else's yard, just toss them down there. Maybe they'll grow a money plant. So... Uh, that's a an old one that I've been fond of for a long time. So, yeah, these ways of of spreading money to get more money are very um, very useful to think about. It's not just about becoming Uncle Scrooge with your own big money bin, <laughs> but it's about spreading the wealth, spreading yep. the wealth around. And that doesn't mean you have to give everything away to charity or become a world-famous philanthropist or to compare yourself against philanthropists who greedily uh, yes. accumulated mm-hmm. wealth and then, <laughs> and then in their later years decided to become famous as philanthropists. The hell with them. Uh, make it mm-hmm. and spend it as you go. You may never be a Bill and Melinda Gates, but look where we've got them. They're now divorcing. Uh, you may never mm-hmm. be an Andrew Carnegie, um, but, you know, look at the people who worked under him. Um, it, don't don't try to be that kind of a philanthropist. Be a philanthropist who pays as you go. Pay it forward as you well, go. Yeah. It's I agree. A, I feel like it's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, go, go right ahead. Oh, I, I just feel like the best jobs I've ever gotten always came from friends. 
It's always been a foot in the door mm. with a good group of people. It's been a gift that they remember. It's a moment or a dinner we had together, a drink I bought. That's why I think this idea of socializing and working with others and giving what you can never hurts. Yeah. Never does. That's, that's right. That's right. All right. Uh, and so um, Onyx Rose is listing uh, famous philanthropists who I guess she thinks have hurt people. Yes, there are so many of them. My God. It's un- unreal how many. Um, I mean, I, I, I have to say... Uh, a lot of people become philanthropists at the end of their life to um, to pay back the sins they did. But we won't go. There. I know it's like it's a reckoning. It's not. It's yeah. not well, with we, love. It's a reckoning. Right. We're, let's just oh. let's just call an end to that and say, do your philanthropy <laughs> on the on the basis of as you get it, so shall ye help others. Build a website for somebody. Get them Amen. some um, some much needed food. All right. Uh, we're going to turn this over to Evan and um, see what he has to say in the way of goodbyes for us. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ms. Cat, and thank you, Conjure Man, and thank you, Miranda of Miranda Tarot in Minneapolis, for being our guest this week. Join us next week when our special guest will be Doc Murphy on hair and fingernail magic. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Work Hour was brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forums.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from evanlionheart.com in New Jersey. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. And um, now we're going to remind everybody, go get your tickets um, for the uh, Hoodoo Heritage Festival, Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival 2021. They are on sale at the early bird price. And they will go up later, so get them now and get your goodie box. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Okay.